Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Biscuits and Groovy podcast. I'm Tyler. And I'm Alex. On this podcast, do you want to introduce us to what we do, Alex? Um, yeah, podcast. This is... Um, episode is five, this? I believe. Yeah. Is it no, episode four. four. It's episode four. Okay, episode right. four. Is it? Be- episode four. We're doing, um, we, Biscuits and Groovy, we pick a band, Tyler and I. Um, and then during the week, we listen to the whole catalog of music. And then we each pick three songs to to so play and discuss. Yeah, total in case of you're not going to math, three plus three equals whipping six. songs um, to play and discuss on the podcast. And then we just kind of talk about the band and all the things that we like about them and or don't we, like about them. Yeah, and if you haven't heard of the band, it's a it's a cool little introduction to the band. Yeah. And if you like the band, it's it's cool to have some you know different opinions, yeah. different looking at it from different point of view. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know about you. But this week was more difficult for me um, simply because of the volume of songs that sure. I had to go through and try to remember what I liked best. Not to say that I liked everything. Not to say that I thought everything was great. Um, I thought a lot of it was good. Um, but just compared to even the first week, who which, the artist, which, uh, All Them Witches, um, had six albums plus some live stuff. Um, and then... After that, we have Phoebe Bridgers. She has two or three albums, depending on how you want to count it. Yeah. And then Album of Shakes only had two. This band having a lot more to go through. Should we count? Yeah, Should count them out real quick. And I don't know about you, but I I included the live stuff just in case I liked the live version yeah. better than – and I also included the acoustic stuff. I didn't happen to choose any of those, but I listened to it all. So, yeah, how many do we have all together while you're looking through that So, all? if we're going to count – Everything albums going going from uh, Sirens and Condolences through to Acoustic Three. Yeah, okay. So Sirens of Condolences, two thousand four. Bayside, two thousand five. Acoustic, two thousand six. The Walking Wounded, two thousand eight. Shudder, two thousand eight. Live at Bayside Social Club, two thousand eight. Killing Time, two thousand eleven. Colt, two thousand fourteen. Colt White Edition, two thousand fifteen. Vacancy, two thousand sixteen. Acoustic Volume Two, two thousand eighteen. And Intro Bang. Interbang, inter what is Interobang. it? Interobang, interesting. Yes, we'll get we'll get into that. That's a that's a that's a word. It is well, it's I've a combination of words. We'll get into it. Okay, well, 2019 for that one, and then latest release, Acoustic Volume Three, 2020. Okay, so how many was that? We didn't do the actual one, two, counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen albums to go through, and a lot of them had quite a few songs to like. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff to go through. Spent a 16 years. Yes, that so just along that alone, it was more difficult for me to narrow it down. Sure. Even this morning, I woke up and I was like, man, do I really want to choose these three? I ended up not changing anything this morning, but last night I finalized it. I th- what I thought was final, and it was. Um. So, I chose this band. I was one that, that proposed we listen to this band, and my thinking going into it was, it's a band that I had listened to a little bit when I was in. Middle school and high school. Okay, I'd, I'd maybe, I knew maybe five or six songs were you know from beginning to end. Listened to them a bunch of times, and then, but I didn't know anything else. And I thought doing a punk band would maybe allow us to talk about lyricism, but also instrumentation, songwriting. Sure. You know, okay. I, I was trying to see yeah. that if, if that would be a good approach. Considering with Phoebe Bridgers, it was easier to talk about lyrics. Mm-hmm. With Alabama Shakes, it was more about production and and uh, musicianship sure. in a way, you know, That's and I was like, maybe, maybe with this one, we'll have a little bit more. So we'll see what goes into it today. Sure. Okay. Um, Bayside's American punk rock band from Bayside Queens. Yes. 
Um, yes, in New York. Um, formed mm-hmm. in 2000 by lead vocalist Anthony Ranieri. Ranieri. Yes, Anthony uh, Ranieri. Uh, the group also consists of lead guitarist Jack O'Sara, bassist Nick Yat. There's another one. <laughs> Jack O'Shea, Nick Ganbarian is bassist. You said O'Sara. Oh, Jack O'Shea. <laughs> yeah, guitarist Jack O'Shea, bassist Nick Ganbarian, and drummer Chris Guglielmo. Dude. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Legendary. I think they're Italian. I don't know. They've got to be Italian. Yeah. Let's let him be Italian. Let's they're, they're gonna, yeah, Italian. should we do the whole rest thing? Okay, it's Jack O'Shea, Anthony Ranieri, yeah. making a pasta. Okay, no, let's not do that. That's <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> um, a lot of past members, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin Roth, Andrew Elderbaum. Baum. Baum. Elderbaum. That's a German name. Elderbaum. Mm-hmm. Jim Mitchell. John Beats. Yes. John Beats Holohan. Mm. And I, I would like to talk about John Beats Holohan. Before we get into too much, okay, we'll oh, do the other three: Jason Ends, J.R. Manning, and Mike Co- Kozak. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I want to talk about something. Actually, let's let's do it Whatever. later. Let's do it later because I think it will help us. Just with the songs that I I know I chose. Okay. Um, it will take some precedent. Word. What I want to talk about about, about uh, what was his name again? John Beats Holohan. Beats. Yes. Beats with a Z. That's how you mm-hmm. know it's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, should we, do you want to jump into a I song? Mean, do, you want, of, do you want to talk a little bit about um, <sighs> formation? So I watched a bunch of interviews on these guys. Okay. Um, and it sounds to me like Anthony and... Jack O'Shea. Yeah, right? I think that's... Well, Okay. Anthony kind of, I think, it sounded like he was the the main dude. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, from what I've seen in interviews as well, him and Jack O'Shea, they whenever they do in store appearances or acoustic shows, it's just them, those two. Yeah. Those two play acoustic guitar. They both sing. One Jack sings backup most of the time, and they when they do acoustic shows, they don't have the bass or drums with them. Mm-hmm. They just do acoustic guitar, and um, I think that kind of shows that those two members are in a way kind of the the writing force and especially anthony from what i've seen anthony seems like this almost a soul lyricist and the primary songwriter i think I we are say. i think we are mistaken at the beginning though mike kozak seems to be the one anthony ranieri and mike kozak oh really he's not jack o'shea yeah from in october 2000 in queens new york um oh so early years maybe and then obviously Mike Kozak's gonna not be he's gonna be a past member. Yes. Right? So he would I would I would assume yes. that Jack O'Shea is the Yes, correct. Replacement. That's, what, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, we're good. Which we're on the same page, but yeah, shout out we gotta give Mike Kozak the credit for yeah. like the introduction and like the cause okay. The two there's always two guys in I feel in the, in the interviews, right? There's not like the the whole band's not, not usually, yeah, from what yeah. I saw. And maybe maybe this is a good time, man. I'm so I'm so torn because this story about the band that I have known for a long time, but I looked at more into it this this past couple of weeks. Give it to me. Um, I feel like it probably tied Jack O'Shea and Anthony Ranieri together very well. Okay. So let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna read to, as I'm going along to make sure that I don't give you any false information. Um, in what what time was this? Okay. So on October 31st, Halloween of 2005. They were leaving uh, Boulder, Colorado, and their vehicle hit a patch of ice, hit, skid off the road, flipped over, and John, their drummer, John Holohan, who was 31 at the time, was killed, and bassist Nick Ganbarian was seriously injured, 
um, when he was ejected through one of the win- the van's windows. Okay, he, and he broke his lumbar vertebrae. Yeah, his back. So, um, which required surgery, and that was during tour. Okay, so out of this accident, obviously losing uh, a band member and a probably I would assume a very good friend, considering they've been a band for five years together. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose, you, you know, you lose one of your best friends, and you're in the middle of tour. What do you do? What uh, What do you think they did? Did you Did you, did you happen to no. get into this? So tell me. They continued to tour acoustically. The two The two guys, Jack O'Shea uh-huh. and Anthony, toured yeah. as an acoustic duo for the rest of the tour. And at the end of their tour, they recorded the first acoustic album in one day. Wow! They recorded the whole thing in one day, um, with only, let's see, I think it's all covers their of their own songs. But besides um, Winter is a, is a new song on that album, which is a an ode to Jack Holohan. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't choose that one, but I would like to read just like one little lyric from it because I think it's, it kind of goes to show how, how important their friendship was with Jack Holohan. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to look that up right now. But... It's yeah, it, like you. yeah, for a long time, it's been one of my favorite songs of the of theirs, and I really think it's just it's a great look into what band life is, or what I what I hope it would be if I was in a touring band. Sure. Um, it says right here. Okay, so this is the the last part of the song. It says these nights in vans, these nights in bars don't mean a thing with empty hearts. Um, and the whole the whole song talks about how. An angel got his wings. That's this, of course. An angel got his wings, and we'll hold our heads up high, knowing that he's fine. We'd all be lucky to have a love like that in a lifetime. Talking about Jack Holohan, and and their their relationship with him as a bandmate and as a good friend. And it's like that is such a an unexpected thing to me. Thinking of the punk genre, like uh, I think I think a lot of people think of punk as counterculture music, angry music, but at the heart of it, to me at least, good punk music has to have some sort of emotional attachment and positive emotional attachment where you're you're angry about something or frustrated with something because you could see how it could be so much better okay. like and, and i think a lot of the stuff that i that i chose kind of followed that same vein but that that song to me especially shows like they're not just an angry punk band they're okay. a punk band who who is angry because things are messed up in a lot of ways and and not just like political societal things it's also personal issues dealing with mental illness and things like that because i know i like to look into the interviews and stuff a lot of them have dealt with anxiety depression addiction things like that so um i think that's that's kind of the view i want to go into looking at this with. cool it's in, yeah interesting so okay yeah so john beats holaham 2005 is death he only he was in the band for a year 2004 2005 oh, really? like okay drums percussion um they had Jim Jim Mitchell was drums percussion from 2003 to 2004. Okay. Um, Jason Ertz, or yeah, Jason Enns, E N Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drums, yeah, drums percussion from 2001 to 2003. Okay. So they went through a few drummers. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew Eld, was that what was that Elderbaum. Eld, Elderbaum. Yeah. Bass and backing vocals 2001 2004. Okay. So earlier, like er, yeah, early. A lot of changes quick early on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then 2000 kind of a lot more stable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 2001, two, like the, the formation, 2000, 2001. Right on, um, and then but the since present 2001, Anthony's always obviously always been right. 
Um, Jack O'Shea's been there t- 2003, and then 2004 replacing Andrew was Nick. Gambarian, um, mm-hmm. bassist, yeah, okay. And then Chris would have, you know, it looks like they went like the whole a whole year without. I guess it was October, so they would have got one in 2006. So they went to do the acoustic show for the rest right, of the year yeah. probably, and then 2006 got right. a new drummer, Chris. Um, yeah, so pretty. I don't know, like yeah, hectic, and then, a hectic beginning to a band. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, obviously trauma. Yeah, well, and I wonder with a lot of like getting going. In the self-titled album in the acoustic EP sure. 2004, 2006, how I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like people want in and out, and sure, yeah, and until 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 it's stable, and until you can promise somebody a stable job as a touring musician, it's kind of tough to keep people most time. Yeah, but Bayside, 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 Bayside. Uh huh. American punk rock band. Yes. Um, is there anything else you? I maybe maybe before we go out quickly, I want to ask you what is your experience with punk rock it like did you have you ever liked punk rock would you ever have said you're a punk rock fan if somebody asked you i don't think so yeah i don't think i, I, never, I, would, I never i don't think heard i ever would be like punk rock maybe i mean i don't think it's like the angry because right. even that ba- i wouldn't say called bass like angry right. band not yeah the, you know what I'm saying? i think but, i think their first albums sound angrier than than uh anywhere from like shutter to me sounds a lot less angry um, Colt sounds a lot less angry and Terrible kind of got a little heavier um, but what about like punk adjacent like would you say in your mind like the White Stripes are like a punk adjacent band in your mind like would we let's look up the see what they genreize the White yeah. Stripes because I yes very I love the White Stripes yeah I know, I know you love the White Stripes and I was like I don't know if I would but definitely would not call them a punk I, I wouldn't band either whatsoever. Saying, like, do they have punk tendencies or punk uh, characteristics about them that you're like I like this in, in punk rock. Um, like I, I know I know you don't like like the Kinks or like uh, I just uh, I guess okay so I like guess that, it really yeah. comes down to just um, for me like a punk rock. I just don't like the tone of the guitar ever. Okay, that's, that's kind of your thing. Not my and and even okay so punk 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 rock. My feeling behind punk, a lot of punk rock and maybe. I wouldn't call this like emo. They're not like emo sure, music. Yeah. I'm sure some people will be like, you know, getting like with the emo phase and they start to like Bayside, sure. but definitely a punk rock band. But not a lot of, okay, I wouldn't, like his voice isn't like groundbreaking. Sure. Yeah. You know, and and I think we will talk about that for sure as we go on. But that's, I mean, and not to say that that's a bad thing either because it's, 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 it's got its place in the world. Sure. But, but, um, I would say punk rock is definitely about what he's saying rather than how he says it. Yes. Yeah. And, well, totally. And so to me, like that's not my cup that's of tea thing. Okay. either. You just like, in general, you like performance rather than meaning. Oh yeah. I mean, if you had to choose one of the yeah, other. yeah, I'm not, I'm not connected to this guy because he's what he's saying. Sure. Like you know, okay. I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay. He that's, could be, I, he could be lying that. to me. It's he true. Could, he could be. He could just be saying stuff. That, I mean, if I wish we'd chosen the song "What and What Not" because there's a line where he says, "I'm not saying I, I know what and what not to do." That's maybe he's maybe he's lying about not knowing. Maybe he does know what to do yeah. and what not to do. But yeah. Okay, yeah, I think we should get into it then. Let's, let's do it. Let's start with, with yours. Um, my band? My yeah, first, let's do it. My, my song? Whoa. Your band. Yeah, choose your first my band. band. Yeah. Um, Let's do... I'm going to do this one first. What's it called? Um, Mo, What are you saying? Montauk. Montauk, dude. These are just some words, there, man. Yeah, there are some words. And I bit sure. my tongue, dude, and I'm having a hard time. I feel like I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so here we go. Montauk. Montauk. <laughs> 
Since you mentioned that you almost always hate the guitar tone of punk rock, that's a very, uh, very distortion-driven guitar tone for most of that song. Yeah, and mostly just power chords, just yeah. straight on. I don't yeah, know, eighth notes, sixteenth notes, whatever. But I mean, was that? Did you choose a song in spite of that, or was that like one of the better oh, no. guitar tones? I just, dude, that hook. That is a great hook. Which, Sweet, which, which hook? But sweetness, can oh, you yeah. believe this? Sure. That's a great yeah, hook. Great that was hook, like, for sure. that's what makes this, I, that's what I think makes the song cool. for sure. But um, I think that goes in, like, that was my, that that's just, that's a song that was like, it, it was, boom, you know, yeah. yeah it drives. There's, there's da, 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 almost no downtime. Yeah. But that hook's awesome, but sweetness, can you believe this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that was, that was, I was like, ooh, this yeah, is, like, for sure. you can sing, sing along to that, and that kind of stuck in my head a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, one of the one of the high points of this song is yeah that that vocal line too the same thing I thought I was like man what a great not like it's not the world's greatest singing performance you mentioned that earlier but like he it doesn't he have sings, to be. yeah it doesn't have to be because his he's singing in such a great musical context that so, like has so much drive behind it the drums are just pounding the whole mm-hmm. time through almost um, it's punk rock yeah exactly it, it fits the vibe it, like you get from point A to point B there's a few twists and turns around the way just quick little ones you know what I mean like there's times where Everything drops out besides the guitar, mm-hmm. and you know for a measure. And then there's a the, like the second to last chorus. The drums go halftime, and it's like gives you a different feel to it. Where you you've been, you know been two and a half minutes of ba 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 ba. You're like okay, I've got it. And then it goes boom ba ba boom boom. You're like yeah, right. a little stop, and then you go right back into it for the last chorus. You know it's it's just a little bit of a you know throwing curveballs every once in a while, but not too much. But then just vocals because they need to be there basically. Right. Like if if uh, if the song didn't have vocals, it would be boring but i i think and i feel like in a way anthony ranieri is probably singing because he has to rather than because he wants to in a way like that that's just my opinion like my i mean that I get. maybe yeah maybe we're gonna have to ask him once again but um yeah i think that was great and i, lo- I like i said i love all the different dis- decisions uh like in between verses and choruses and things like that you, like they it seems like they constantly make decisions like okay at this point we're gonna Drop everything up besides the guitar. Yes. And it just goes, and that's all it needs. It's just a quick one measure. Of- Definitely a band. I mean, respect, very respectable when it, to me. Well, and maybe we'll get back into this later because I feel like, yeah, I think this, it'll be worth more talking about. Um, But they just, they know what their sound is. Yeah. And they, yeah. Do they you- do what there's, you know, they do what they, I, and I watched an interview and he said, you know, it was like um, talking about, album like music that was 10 10 years ago whatever and writing new stuff and and apparently like i guess um i think it was the, i think it was cold okay um that was written a little different yeah i i saw that interview as well where he said like this is a totally different process for us yeah and so to me 
Okay, okay. So, and, and, and the idea is that they, well, what he said in the interview was that, you know, we know what needs to, like, make a sound like a Bayside song. Sure. And so, like, I, they know their place they're and they know what they're doing and to me that's very respectable because it's a band that's going to do things for a long time but they're not going to get too experimental they're not going to like get weird right and then die off right this is kind of like um we talked about this a little bit with phoebe yeah because i like i think if she was to stick in and do that like i think i I think i said that in the interview or or in our podcast podcast that we were discussing but i worry a lot of times with other bands that decide that they're going to go experimental and do this crazy thing and you mm-hmm. see them like die right and, and they kind of like yeah. they lose a big fan base because yeah. it's this new base so I, I think that's really cool that um they can go this long and then they've been going this long yeah, and, they, and they're still gonna go and doing the same stuff like and that's it's, it's just punk right. rock music and and I, and I think like the, the the other side of that coin is like uh, as an audience member you don't get to see all the like the arguments and discussions that bands go through, you yeah. know, in, in that writing process or as, you know, as they're touring, I'm sure tons of times over the last 20 years, somebody in the band has said, Hey, I got this song that I want to bring to the band, but it's not really Bayside sound. And they've probably had to come to just like discuss of like, okay, how experimental are we willing to get? Be- you know, if we like the song, let's say like somebody brings a song and everybody likes it, mm-hmm. but they recognize it's not necessarily a Bayside song. Yeah. Like, are, you, they got to kind of let themselves say, okay, are we being too putting ourselves in a box and well, saying this is our sound or would we be like doing a disservice to our fans by changing our sound? You know, and, and I think that's – it all I, comes down to whether you get bored or not as a musician playing the same stuff. And as, as long as they're happy playing power chords, guitar solos, heavy drums and yeah, good, fast. Good, good vocal hooks that are fast, that's cool. Like – that that's fine with me. I, I I dig it, and I think well, as long as they have fun, that's all that matters. There was to a me. ballad in one of these. In, sure, I think in the Bayside, the whatever. Uh, well, like for self-titled album, and like, like I, the one I think of off the top of my head is on Shutter. There's a song called Moshianu, and it's an acoustic song with like the, all the chord progressions are like traditional Jewish wedding songs. Interesting. It's very like it's and it's totally different. That's very. Interesting. Or like, don't call me Peanut. Um, I think it's on the second album. Is another one. It's almost all acoustic, and it's very different, but. You know, they decided it fit. I mean, yeah, dude. I, like I said, I got no problem with what yeah, they're doing. Totally. I think this is. I think they think they're killing it. Yeah, but I, I did have a question right when you said that they found their their place. Did you feel like, um, as you went through the albums? And I know you did. You go through them chronologically, like you normally do. Yes. Okay. Start. Yeah, I did the same. And uh, did you feel like there was an evolution, even a little bit, or like not um, really? Maybe a little bit. I definitely felt okay. So. I would say a bigger evolution from probably like Shudder on. Okay. Like Killing Time sure. and Colt. But even then, it was still kind of yeah the same kind of stuff. Right. Which is, like I said, it's not a bad thing. Right. I think to me, what I, what I noticed as far as evolution goes is, is I noticed a improvement of production, which we've, we've talked okay, about yes. lots and, of times. And definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too. You can definitely hear the quality, whether whether it's just an improvement of technology from the year, what was it, the 2004? Yeah. So like from 2004 to 2020, I don't know like how you listeners are, are connected to like recording technology, but a lot of improvements have been made. Yeah. Like th- things can just sound better simply because we have better technology, but also if you have more money, like and I'm assuming that they've probably have a little more money than they did in 2004 definitely right now um or at least when they recorded all these albums so it's like when you can pay for quality 
when you compare somebody who's been in the business for decades rather than just doing it yourself with your buddy that's that's charging you, you know, five hundred bucks or whatever. Sure. Um, no matter how good you as a musician you are, you can sound better when you yeah. pay for it. Um, so I I would say like I try to choose I chose songs. Let's see, my first one I chose. I don't know if we want to go into it yet, but all these. Let's do it. Gonna, yeah, let's, let's, let's just go to it. Okay. Yeah, because I'm going to do mine chronologically, the ones that I chose. So my first album, or my first song is called They're Not Horses, They're Unicorns. And uh, what, let's see what, yeah, I want to see what album it's from, just so I can kind of put it in context with that. Um, it is from The, the Walking album. Wounded. Yeah, Walking Wounded. So this one came out in when? 2008. Okay, so this is four years after that one. 2008. Yes, sir. Okay. Cool. So four years later, we got this song. They're not horses, they're unicorns. Yes.
So, as I chose my songs, I I don't know if you do this as well. I think of this podcast as more a way to like introduce people to bands. Yeah. That's, that's, and so I didn't. I I usually try not to pick ones that are their top listens. I, I use Spotify, and so I look. I look at Spotify and say, okay, these are the top five songs. I try not to choose those unless I have a reason to. And I also try not to do ones that were like would bias me, like things that I listened to for years and years and years. Okay. This one I made an exception. I this was I think it's the first song I heard from this band back when I was like fourteen. Might might have been uh, Devotion to Desire, but this one was it was one of those two that I first heard, and I immediately like love that 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 opening riff is freaking bulldozer man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. just great, great production, great playing, great writing. And I feel like it's undeniable. It just immediately puts you in a in a mood, um, and I yeah I love that. And I also I I love the line. I think it's so like uh, I don't know. If, I'll think of, I'll think of the right word in a second. Sarcastic is what I'm gonna say, but um, where he says, "As angry as I sound, that's just the way I cover up the way I feel." I think it's just hilarious. Like you know, that's like, funny. Yeah, and and then, yeah, it goes on a little bit better. But um, I think this song shows shows what we we're talking about with the, the production in four years. From Montauk to this, I think the production went up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of their playing and writing and also singing got better, in my opinion. But um, yeah, what do you what do you notice about this song? Um, I I mean I liked it a lot. This is uh, looking into the the album, so it says two thousand eight, right? Um, but it looks like the release Walking Wounded, Walking Wounded yeah. was February six thousand seven. Okay, and it was re released. Okay, on July twenty so seventh. Or twenty second, two thousand seven. Nah, so always two thousand seven. Okay, but yeah, but maybe I don't know. Who knows? But two thousand seven, possibly two thousand eight. We're not sure. But yeah, three or four years after the. But this is the first um, with the new drummer after after Hallahan died. Uh huh. What's his um Chris? Yes. So I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I mean I like it. It's the same. It's the same kind of style. It's hard to. It's hard to say. That you like something different. Obviously, there was. Well, I wouldn't call it. There wasn't as as defining as a hook. Sure. And any of the any, any of the other songs I picked too, weren't ha- didn't have a big enough biggest hook as as Montauk. Um, yeah. Okay. In, in like the vocal sure aspect of it, which I'm also a little curious. So I watched an interview where Anthony was talking about how the old bassist wrote all the lyrics. Interesting. Uh huh. But that would have been just up till 2004. Right. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't see that interview. And so I'm curious on how many songs from up until that point, sure, actually like went into the first yeah. few albums or whatever is whatever songs they used. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little other releases is sure, is yeah, kind of what it's defined carry as. Over. Yeah. Studio albums obviously happened in 2004, so I would have been after he left. Um, it looks like there's some crossing over a little bit though with the first studio album, but that would have been just the. Um, Sirens and, and condolences. Okay. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I I, I would I would never have guessed that. Like I to me, like the lyrics seem so personal to Anthony. Like as I was listening, I just I felt like a lot of it was absolutely. And that's what he says in the same interview too. He, he says, says he says that he's like had like a journal kind of a thing that was right. writing in, and he's when he first started performing, it was very uncomfortable for him because sure. it was like very attached to the whatever. He, and so he's showing his friends and family, and he's like, "This is." I'm like, read, yeah. yeah, I'm like read my journal out to these guys. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be doing that. Well, but but I'm saying like even the first albums uh-huh. that presumably the bassist writing and him singing them. Well, that's what I say. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. 
because obviously it's not he's not he's credited on the timeline okay. with a little overlap Oh, really? In 2004, okay. gotcha. the first one. I see. But then after, okay. so 2005, I'm assuming would have been all Anthony. But like I said before, with the band being so old at that point, it's still being you know six years old. I I wonder how many songs they're still using sure. if they were at all. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never I mean, know. We, but like we, good we stuff. Find out. But we, yeah, so we could know if we invited him on. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, walking, walking wounded, 2008, 2007, whatever you know, whatever you want. Yeah, how do you want to? Um, Definitely like a good progression, a good song. But like sure. I said before, it's, it's hard to it's hard to not yeah. um, to say what's better, what's worse, what's and what's different. Sure. You know, we like we're liking the same stuff because it's the same. Because like I said earlier, they found a good yeah. vibe. They their little house they live in. You know, what I'm saying? and and um, almost like the, like I said, like not to bring back Phoebe Bridgers again. We talked about yeah. her, but but you know they have a home. And it's yeah. like going back to like what he said in the interview, you know, um, we try to find, is this a Bayside song? What's going to make it sound like a Bayside song? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, you could probably go to a Bayside concert and it's going to, you know, you're going to hear stuff that's going to be very similar, but it's Bayside. Right. Like that's what yeah, you're yeah, there yeah. for. Mm-hmm. You're there at a punk rock band. Yeah. You could see a punk rock band um, and a punk rock concert. Right. And it's right. And you know what you're kind of getting yourself into. Right. And and I mean, like just to compare that to, to other bands that have been more successful like just i mean we alex and i are huge led zeppelin fans so we'll just put that out there i don't know if we've, we've mentioned it before but we, we both love led zeppelin and like to me one of the the real draws of led zeppelin is that you have such a variety of songs you have songs like communication breakdown that's just straightforward yeah rock and roll song but then you got baby i'm gonna leave you that's an acoustic ballad more or less sure you got you got um, Darlene that's like uh, almost got like a swing feel to it. Yeah, once you start getting the older stuff. Yeah, but like they their sound encompassed more. Sure. And I don't know if that was because of the time frame that we're in, where we're I, in the seventies. That's where I would. Yeah, I would say like a lot of more. You don't. They don't breed musicians like they used to. Sure. Like they don't go. You know what I'm saying? They don't go through a, a, a rigorous. This is an American punk rock band that was formed in Queens by two friends. Who wanted to? Yeah, play it's a very a different. Band. Different starting from yes from, from session musicians of that had played in uh-huh. in world touring bands. Yeah, or did you know Goldfinger? Or, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Different, different. different you don't you learn and you learn the, the instrument differently. Sure. With the technology and stuff like that too, you don't have you know what I'm saying like you're not self taught as much as maybe you know these guys might say they're self taught. Right. You're still like they didn't have a teacher, but like they're still learning from other. Yeah, people. Yeah, and or they're watching YouTube videos. Right. You know, self-taught is very thing, yeah. is very much different. You know, we have um, well, what's the what's the tuners that you clip on? Yeah, we have um, snarks. Yeah, snark tuners. You know, what I'm saying like there's you, so much more, and so okay, so playing that in the bass side and maybe even into the punk rock scene in general, I would say the initial a lot of kids because when did you how old did you say like 15? Yeah, I was I was 14 or 15 when I heard yeah, this. Yeah, so I mean, and I feel like that is a very middle schoolish. You know, coming into high school, right? Punk rock is something because you're angry for whatever right. reason you're angry for. You're right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, people are very enticed into punk rock at that age, um, and I think that kind of brings in a lot of musicians at a certain age. A lot of people when right. they play in a young band, in a high school band or a middle school band, they're playing stuff like this because it's power chords, it's distorted, yeah, and it sounds. It's not your acoustic guitar that your dad. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. some amp. And then you just, it's some, you 50, it? it's, it's like $50 amp that you can turn up till six, but it's got a gain knob too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. and then you just like, you can find it, you buy a Behringer distortion pedal and you yeah, just or yeah, that. or it just came on your line six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, 
So I feel like this is that's what's so enticing. And so but at the same time, maybe these guys, like obviously, like and not they love playing punk rock music, sure. which is dope, right? Right. And, um, it's exciting. So and for them, as children, to be, I don't know, that kind of draw. Sure. I feel like it pulls a lot of kids. And so like like I said, going back to their whole, um, their their sound is right. they they. Figure that out. They probably liked it when they were kids and younger or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then they developed that themselves, and then they just stuck with it because right. it's like it's working. And we have a massive, um, like there's got to be a cult following. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel about the, especially this kind of band, especially like punk rock bands in general. But yeah, so I, I mean, I looked. It's funny you say there's a cult following because on a lot of the Bayside pages that I that I looked into this week, it's like a meme among Bayside fans. Okay. To call it like they they the the sentence Bayside is a cult. You'll see that all throughout, just like huh. posts. And it, it, to me, it's kind of like, um, oh, what's the what's the band Primus? Like, it's like there's a, there's a catchphrase among Primus fans. Everybody says Primus sucks, but, but like it's like you yeah, know, yeah. saying it sarcastically. It's similar to that. Huh. Bayside is a cult, and that, that's why they call their album Cult, um, is in, in honor of that of their fans. That's how I at least how, like what I read and understand. But um, it's it is definitely like an interesting question of like at what point are you just playing childish quote-unquote music sure and at what point are you actually like working on your craft and becoming a better songwriter well these guys are very good yeah. like don't like, give them like i'm gonna not to we're yeah, not discrediting exactly. their, their that, music that's what I, I get they're away from very much. good musicians they know they know what they're freaking doing yeah they, they can find great tones for punk music i mean especially to me when we get into the, like my last song I I really think they've perfected, not perfect. They're they're one of the best guitar, punk guitar tones you can get. Sure. And, and like, their their later songs, especially from Shutter on for me, okay, are, like a different caliber of songwriting. It's it's to me it look it seems like they got through Siren the Condolences, Bayside, Walking Wounded. And I think there's one more before Shutter, maybe not, but I think that's it. And, you know they they had played quote-unquote punk rock and then they probably to me said okay like we got to improve punk rock like we got to find our own brand of punk rock that's not too crazy that it's different okay but but that it makes a mark and that it, that it has an impact on, on the listeners more than it has and like maybe it's the lyricism to me but to me from shutter on is a different caliber of bayside okay Cool. Shutter on. Shutter on. Yeah. Let's see. Shutter was to Nate. Yeah. I mean, different quality, different. Um, yeah. I mean, perfected craft, and at that point, they're making a lot of money. Yeah. I would totally. say. I would say they're they're financially you, stable you enough to where finances. You can worry more about songwriting. Yes, probably. and yeah, more your professional musician at that point, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's go to the next song. Big yeah. Cheese off the album Cold to fourteen. Okay. Yeah.
how well this this whole uh, episode is coming together. It's like I don't know if you if you read it the same way I did, but it feels like it's answering the questions we just really asked about like being a cliche in punk rock. Yeah. Like I mean, there's the line, "There will be a day when I sadly outlive all my useful tricks," and when I look back, I want to know there was more than just a fad. Like and then and then to me, he's kind of saying what we were saying. You know, like is this just a fad? But then at the end, like saying I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like, I guess that, that to me, that's like an answer. It's like, yeah, the, maybe, maybe this is a fad. Maybe, uh, we're kind of a cliche, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's like, it's what I enjoy doing. And so fuck off, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I don't know. This is, like I said, it goes back. It's the same. We're going to like the same thing about this song as we did the last two songs. Sure. Uh, maybe not as, like I said, not that vocal hook. That's what got me like super good on the first song that I shared. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Montauk. Montauk. <laughs> I gotta like I gotta look it back up. I forget which one it was, but um, yeah, dude. And but but the same like the same kind of music. I I, I don't know. Like I said before, we're, we're, we're kind of you know like sound like a broken record a little bit. But like yeah, dude. I it's a great it's a it's a, it's a dope. I, the the big the drums in the beginning are oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, I was gonna say I I really think it's an underappreciated musical tool to play play an instrumental part. Or a vocal part out of context, yeah. Like so, when you have those drums coming in, I can I don't know what the timing is. You know, if I was looking at sheet music, I could probably tell you all this kind of stuff. But it's like there's this big long pause after each drum phrase, and to me, it doesn't feel natural when it comes back in every time, until the guitar comes in. Okay. You know, and so you know, I feel like you could take the easy and safe route and do the guitar first, because the guitar was playing straight eighth notes, and yeah, and yeah, and then the drums would fit into that, and it wouldn't be a a confusing quote unquote thing. Um, but instead you, you do the drums first. Right. And, and then when the guitar comes in, it all makes sense. And so, you know, maybe it's a little riskier to do it that way and, and have a song where the, the first 10 seconds are like kind of throwing you for a little bit more of a loop, but it's sweet. Like those drums, but like the, just that drum tone of the, I don't know if it's a, it's a bass, it sounds like a bass drum and a tom drum, but it just, yeah, heavy, super heavy. Yeah. Great production. Um, yeah. And, then I, and I mean, then, I mean, you should have seen our faces in that, when that blistering solo comes in. <laughs> and that guy, Jack O'Shea, can play. He can play them 30-second notes, whatever the hell those were. <laughs> the, yeah, fast he, he, can play, he can play those. The tapping. Yeah, and if, I mean, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah But, like, punk rock, guitar solo. Yeah. And you even get, so, you even get into the kind of, like, the hardcore. Yeah, well, I was going to say, at the beginning, guitar riff, like, the drums were a little bit, slow if it was to be a slayer song but the yeah. intro sla- like riff <laughs> sure. could be a slayer riff in my mind sure. um and like they would it would make total sense so they, in a way they're kind of like getting to punk metal yeah which i well, think and the, is, the I, last I, album tarot bang uh is more a, a punk metal album to me well that's where, that's where i think the emo genre kind of sits okay interesting instead of calling it punk metal you know sure. you kind of get into this really dark and sure weird but then it's this punk you know kind of so, yeah, like I, I, I you're guess singing about it's, it's like a big not big in my mind controversy about like what is emo and what is punk what is alternative you know yeah. like i feel like to me emo is more sad than angry see and, and this and, song sounds super sad yeah right? it, the, it, the it, lyrics it behind sad, it are for sad. sure for sure but i i i appreciate like or i perceive the musical part of it as more angry than sad hmm I don't know. See, I I just maybe I just I don't hear a, a lot. Like, I, okay, the tones maybe sound angry, but sure. I feel like just it, 
the song in general doesn't sound like an angry sure. song to me. It's not an angry. It's just like energetic, kind of like. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's, it's just a just. I guess it's just punk rock. Sure. Yeah, it's, okay. it's 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 punky. Yeah, I get that. Angry. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Emo. To each their own. Yeah. I don't know. One it's, man's anger is another man's. Uh, emotional. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah, sure. There you go. But yeah, dude. Uh, like I said, big cheese, baby. It, yeah, it's all about being the big cheese to them. Uh huh. Cole, say, Cole, all I, all Cole I, times fifteen. That's I'd the love c- to be wanted, but I all I want is to be loved. Yeah, in San, I, dude, I can That's imagine a sad line for sure. I, I would, I feel like I can see, visualize the girls that I went to middle school with who love Bayside. You know sure, what I'm saying? Like, sure. I feel like it, there's, and that's why it kind of goes into this cult following because I feel like there's a very specific niche group of people that love this kind sure. of music. When they heard it, it was like, yeah, the doors of heaven opened up. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. And so, yeah, dude, I, and that's. They're doing, like I said, they've whatever this niche group is that they're yeah attributing a tremendous success. What did we say? Thirteen, thirteen albums. Yeah, thirteen albums if you include all the live and acoustic stuff. Yeah, and what is it? Yeah, sixteen years worth of music. Well, if you know, two thousand yeah, twenty but, years. Yeah, they've, they've been going on for twenty years. Yeah, so I mean, like, if, if there's enough fans, of clearly they're doing something years, right. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. you know what I'm saying. There's enough. There's like, some. There's people everywhere not, in the world that are like, Peace yeah, even if you're not buying a mansion. If you can do what you love for 20 years and see the world doing it, then you're doing something right. Dude, to life. me, though, this would be – I, mean, I kind of had this – and I don't, I guess it's funny how like connected I feel like this Phoebe Bridgers is to this in, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. But like her music as well, I feel like you hear a lot on playlists. You okay. have like one or three – one or two, three songs, whatever, on a playlist. Okay. Um, same thing with Bayside. I don't think you sit like what we did. Right. We listened to the whole catalog of music and, and right. av- every did it get, album. Did it get wearing on you? Well, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. And I, I think I, I did most of it in the car too. Right. And it's just like, like on the drive to St. George's. That. Uh, yeah, and then okay. I mean, just from when I got back to, but yeah, a lot. I, it's I, I just, just it's, you know what I'm saying. Well. It's just really repetitive. Right. To to like oh, yeah. Um, not drink, but you know what I'm saying. So, but they get a lot of you get people who like this kind of genre or like this music and they make create a playlist like sure that. so you hear a lot of a lot of plays and stuff like that you know what i'm saying like i feel like a lot of times if i'm listening to a different band or uh, i mean i off example off the top of my head but there's a i can listen to a bunch of songs there. Sure. Like if i'm Usually. like in the strokes kind sure. of you know i can listen you to can a bunch of stroke songs put it on the uh-huh okay yeah yeah but bayside you could probably um, do that yeah and, and like i said with it's it not to say but it it would dull you. So going like to me, the idea of going to a concert, a Bayside concert, yeah, two hours. Sure. You know what I'm saying? That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I kind of have the same feeling. Like as I listened to live albums uh, specifically, I got kind of two two things from that. Is yeah, I had the same same thought. I was like, if I had to be in this Bayside social club in New York City, listening to this, and I'm I'm assuming it at really high levels. Yeah. You know, you got to play this stuff louder if it's not as much fun. Yeah. Um. I would be kind of bored until the songs that I knew came on. You know, like it's it's fun to to yeah. sing along when you know it. Um, but the other thing I got was like if you listen to Anthony's talking voice, like in between songs, it's way different. Yeah, well that too. But I was gonna say like by the end, you can tell he's out of energy, like he's just spent. Yeah, and I really respect that. Like as a live musician who really enjoys playing live, I respect the hell out of somebody that, that by the last song, they're he's gasping just like, for, for air. Just, just to get one sentence out. You know, they yeah, got to yeah. breathe three or four times. Like, okay, this is our last song. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, I respect the hell out of that. Um, and I, I think you can kind of get that as well from, from the 
studio albums as well. But I think you should listen to live album. I think that's that's a, a lot of people don't like listening to live albums because it's not the same quality of production most sure. of the time. But this one is a good quality, and I think you get a different different vibe when you listen to live stuff, knowing that it was done without overdubs. That's a really cool thing to me. Okay. Yeah. Should we go on? Yeah, let's go on. Okay. This one is um, from Shudder. And like I said, I think this is where they took a turn for the better. It's called I Can't Go On. So we're going to go on to I Can't Go On. Yes, we'll go on to I Can't Go On. I can't go on Deflate the air from both of my Yeah. 
another one. Yeah. He can't go on, dude. He can't go on. I mean, this is like I, I think this is definitely branching in more to the emo kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I like to me that's that's sadness versus anger. Mm-hmm. That that's what the vibe I get. Which, you know, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Like I said, I think on Shutter and onwards, they, to me, show a little more emotional depth. Yeah. Rather than more or less one or a, a couple tangential emotions. This one, like this album has some a lot more interesting tones to it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I really, that was the, like other two songs that I chose. I pretty much knew as soon as I heard them, I was like, that's going to be it. Um, but this album, I like when it went through, went through it, I was like, this album has so many good songs that I, I, there was like five or six that I was like, I got to choose one of these, but I can't. It's like, and I, I could have gone a whole bunch. Sure. I like this album a lot. Yeah. And oh yeah, dude, it's good. Well, I think they're all great, right? Yeah. Um, for the like I said, not for mostly the same kind of reasons. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I dig that too. Um, the I thought I was having when when we were listening to this is, um, like I, there's never gonna be like a Bayside cover band. Sure. You know what I'm saying you're not gonna like go out to cover a bunch of Bayside songs sure. and, and make a you know a living off that cruising sure. on cruises. Makes sense to me. Um, and nobody's paying to hear a cover band of Bayside. But those really sad 15 year old girls or boys you know um anthony really i feel like connects yeah. with them and so his his lyrics people that's why people listen to the lyrics yeah um this is this i would consider this genre a very much lyrical driven yeah. genre anyway and yeah we've been talking about drums and guitar mm-hmm. tones somehow as well so. i mean you you're yeah. dr- uh, as musicians i think we yeah, focus your band's, on that stuff. your band's only as good as your drummer anyway yeah totally um so you gotta have a good drummer and like i think that goes hand in hand with the bass player and then the um and he just plays you know rhythm guitar and they add jack o'shea to do lead right yeah that that, that's that's i feel like that's kind of the formula at this point yeah and, and you wonder how overdubbed the guitar gets you know stuff like sure. that too but um in the live performances and but um with them not needing a lead, a lead guitar for a little while um, you know, because you don't. That's kind of, I, with the simplicity is almost the beauty of, of right. punk music as well. On there's not a lot to it, and there's not supposed to be a lot to it, and there's not. Um, yeah, you can't. You're, you're not most time in punk rock. You're not trying to be sneaky. Yeah, you're you, trying to be in your face. Well, and a lot of people aren't going because they want to be surprised. They're not listening to Bayside because they want to be surprised. They go because they want to be loud. New, well, yeah, the new Bayside album comes out, and they're going to be they they're going to expect, and they're going to yeah. be excited for what they expect they're going to get. And then they get that, and it's then that's what they want. Yeah, exactly. And if they got something different, it'd be weird. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, dude, I think this can, this is a good connected, like I said, emotional song. Yeah. Because um, I think I think uh, the line to me, not not necessarily the vocal, you know, melody on this line is is memorable or anything, but to me, the line that sticks out is uh, it says, "I'm worth my weight in potting soil." Maybe I tried too hard to care. Um, you know, to me, I think a lot of people have kind of felt that way at, at, whether it's for a long period of time and it becomes kind of a depression or whether it's just like a momentary feeling of like man i i tried so hard to like want the best for somebody or care about sure. somebody and yet still here i am feeling like shit yeah and it's like that that's a very universal experience or emotion for people to have yeah and, and it makes sense it makes sense why people like that and like i said earlier like there's gonna be a very 
specific crowd of individuals who hear this and are like yes that's that's, that's exactly how i feel right and some you're so sad and you left a note on somebody's bed you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's just a lot of and not to call it immature but like sure. i don't um almost like movie you know what i'm saying you can almost right. like as he's as he's singing this you can kind of see the music video going along sure. with yeah, it kind of, you know what yeah, I mean? that's funny um yeah like like most people wouldn't actually leave a note on somebody's bed saying something like something along the lines of I'm, yeah. And, yeah you probably wouldn't want to do that but it makes for a good movie plot yes it makes and, for and, good song lyrics yeah exactly it make, and, and people people wish they had the guts or the balls to get you know to do that and people that are sad are like man i wish i would have left a note or i don't you know what i mean like it's dramatic yeah sure you if you if you want to outlet you want to live your dramatic fantasies and but you don't want to do it in real life doing a song it's it's yeah a, it's a, it's a listen to Bayside yeah exactly connect with Bayside sure well, dude okay um, should we just go on another yeah, our, song our final two um, well our final one each right yeah yeah um, my last one is from Vacancy so okay. 16 cool um, and it's, we got a good smattering I think yeah the first the first song two letters <laughs> Final, not still praying for the worst for 
words are better We're nothing now, we're just two letters Sad. Yeah, I noticed that one. Um, yeah, I was looking up to see if like if there was a specific person he was singing about, whether like, and uh, what I found on Wikipedia is that he had divorced his or had separated from his second wife um, before this album was written, and so he was living in a motel by himself. Word. Um, and that's when he wrote most of his lyrics. And then afterwards, when they got back from their next tour, is when they finalized the divorce. So what it sounds like is that um, he's singing about his separated wife, who's not yet his divorcee, but you know, what's the, like like I said, he doesn't know what to call her. Yeah, is, is she an ex or is she a friend? I don't know. I don't know. That's in, yeah. I mean, another sad song. I yeah. mean, but like like I said, rehearsed, uh, rehashed, kind of or not us. Yeah. I mean, to say yeah, that, what do I like about this song? Same kind of stuff I like it's about driving, this song. Yeah, drums. dude, it's great, dude. It's just you know, it's. It's really steady. It's, it's yeah, but I think I think with this one though, I didn't notice like in the verses especially, there's a lot of interesting um, rhythmic stuff going on where like the to me what I consider the lead guitar is playing kind of like a finger style, dude, in okay. an arpeggiated thing, and the bass and the rhythm are you know dun 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 kind of yeah giving a driving thing underneath. Um, which, I'm, I'm, I like that layering sound. It's cool. I'm always surprised on how well they're able to. Um, the diversity of like rhythmic patterns, sure. which I guess you never really kind of like run out of rhythmic right. patterns, but like they're, really know what you're doing. they're very good at keeping things different enough, sure. but sounding enough yeah. the same. You know what I'm totally. saying totally similar, but rhythmically sound. different. Yeah, exactly. What does the bass side sound? We don't know yet, but they probably do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, like I feel like we, we, we kind of, like I said, we, we've talked about most stuff and we just get on the last one. Is that what we should do? Like, I, I think so. This is, uh, Another sad song, like I said before, or like we said before, yeah, like for the same kind of reasons. Um, but I kind of go back to what you were saying about how well his vocal range or vocal sound is kind of per. I, he's definitely found his voice. Yeah, oh for sure. At this yeah. point, and I think this sounds really good. Like his, yeah, his vocal performance sounds style, really good. He's found his vocal production that fits it as well. Mm-hmm. It sounds like to me. Um, and I think this last one that I want to choose is is uh, a good like inspiration behind that as well. Um, 
we before earlier you weren't sure how to say interrobang. Interrobang. Uh, I just want to point out before we go into this is still not ever yeah, heard that word before. It, so like I said, it's two words. They this is they in an interview I saw with them they were playing an acoustic show and he was talking about how this album in general they wanted to do two things simultaneously. They wanted to ask a question and give an exclamation. Okay. Oh wow! Okay, so, so interrogation, intero, and okay. then bang like an exclamation. So they said we're that's we're gonna combine the two things. It's an intero bang. That's this that's this album, and so you know do it that way you will. So that's listen. an intero bang is is it's, a well, an exclamation mark and a, yes a question mark at the same time. So I chose the song called intero bang. Felt like it fit to me. There Loved the song, and um, so if you don't learn anything or hate this. Uh, podcast today about Bayside. You can say that you learned what an intero bang is. Yeah, and I think they made it I up. Didn't but know. yeah, but now you know. You That's can fine. use it at least. You can use it. Okay, let's go bang. for it.
like it's definitely more on the bang than the entero side on that one. Yeah. Questions asking, but yeah. But giving an exclamation, yeah. I would say to me that feels like the the side of the album that's giving a an exclamation point saying this is this is Bayside. So maybe opposing oppose a question posed to you, just sure. for curiosity's yeah. sake. Let's do it. Well, I want to hear what you say. When do you just beat this dead horse? Sure. Yeah. Um, 20 years is a long time. It is. Dude. Like, what were you doing 20 years ago? I was, um, I, I was six very years young. old. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was seven. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I was in second grade, first grade, second grade. So, like, imagining doing more or less the same thing from then till now. When do they it's, get? It, yeah. It, it scares me. Do they ever get tired? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Um, I know they came through Utah touring. Oh, really? Uh, right before COVID happened. Oh, so, word. Yeah, December. In December, they came through. Dope. Sean and I almost went. I was I was this close to going. You should have gone. I should have gone. Um, yeah, a little bit I know. That would have been my last concert before COVID. But, um, so interesting. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're still touring the country. Word. And well, I mean, that's yeah, the money horse, bro. Yeah, you don't you don't like, give the yeah. There's if, a if, lifestyle if the cow you start to live. Still and, giving you milk, mm-hmm. do you sell it? And like, how, okay, so maybe this is a better way to work. Yeah. How much more do you think we're gonna get a Bayside? Yeah, sure. We have a um, the acoustic album that just released. Sure. But then, let's see when would that come out. Let's see if it gives me a date. I'll bet it was during COVID that it came out. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. Right, but. Yeah, dude. So, okay, when when yeah, when when do, do they do, give up? When do they say? Well, maybe not know, even give up. Yeah, when do they just call? When they say we we've done enough, we can live up what we made. Or do we they can... tour like the Rolling Stones? Sure, until they die. <laughs> the, the 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 Ozzy Osbourne gimmick where he says this is the final tour, and then next year actually this is the final tour. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I I would imagine that they will want to be done. Sooner rather than later. Like if I had if I had to guess, I would I would guess two more albums out of them. Yeah, something like that. That it's, that sounds like about what is is in store. Um, but at the same time, that's that's just me being an ignorant person who has no insight into what the band is like. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? If they're four friends that s- thoroughly enjoy touring, writing punk rock, and and being around each other, then like what's to stop you? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. As long as as long as you can do it and pay your mortgage and pay your electricity bill, then like what's to stop you? I would assume that they love the performing aspect. Yeah. Oh, totally. As most musicians would right. say, and I would that was to me that was what and the fans space. You know what I'm saying? They love their. I'm sure they love their fans and oh, all totally. that. And then they got like I said, they got a loyal cult yeah. following of fans. Um. And so it's hard to me because, like, I feel like they, if they had it their way, maybe they could just go with the songs they have sure. and just keep going. And they got enough to. I mean, you could fill a six-hour yeah, show. Yeah, dude. And so, but like, it'll require you to have more and new stuff right. to play. Yeah, most fans, no matter how. I mean, there will be you know the the three percent of fans out there who would see you every time you play a show. Mm-hmm. Even if you never released another album in your life, right? You know what I mean? Like, if just for me, all them witches, 
if they were to never release another album, I would see every show they came to Salt Lake. Yeah. I, until the day I died. Like, I'm never going to miss another much show as long as I can travel there. Um, and I could, I could hear the same 10 songs every time because I love the songs and I think their live performance is fun. I can tell they're having fun. But that's I'm one of the 3% of fans. And, you know, after, after a while of touring the same stuff, the 97% of fans are going to say, okay, yeah, I've seen it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way you kind of have to keep writing stuff as long as you want to remain a touring musician. Right. And like I, from, from all the interviews, I saw no evidence that, that them s- stopping will be because of they, because they, because they don't like it. It will be right. because priorities old. Yeah. Or like, yeah, priority, you know, yeah. like after a while playing at insane volumes and you know, playing the same songs. You're just going to be you done. Yeah, you're just going to be like, like okay, I got to move on to something else. Yeah, yeah, or I'm going to go. My family, I, I like being a dad. Yeah. I like being a husband. Yeah. Or I like being a boyfriend or just what, some other hobby you have. Yeah. Um, makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't see any sign of stopping in, like, right now. You know, I, I haven't seen anything of them saying, like, yeah, because of COVID, we can't tour, and so we're kind of done. But, like, I wouldn't imagine they're going on for too much longer, you know. Sure. Six, seven years, something like that. The long, dude, 20 it, but years yeah, 20, But 27 steady. years, of, it really does wear on you, I'm sure. Emotionally and physically both. Yeah, dude, but there it is. Bayside, Bayside, yes. Bayside, Bayside. Yeah, I I, uh, I enjoyed the week. It was a week. Two week. It was two weeks. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we skipped Christmas. We did. Whenever we don't, we don't this like is going to come out. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might not know when this comes out. This is actually New Year's Eve today yes. in our in the world of recording. So, yeah, we love you that much, but not enough to skip Chris. So, so who knows? To, this to, might not come out to like February, knows? though, or something. Yeah. Or like so, never. Um, <laughs> maybe they're talking to ourselves. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it. But I'll, once again, it, it was a lot of the same. Yeah, which was cool. Um, Bayside, awesome band. Go listen to them. Listen to more. If you like, like I tell you what, like I said, I'm not a punk rock guy. Right. But... Um, I did text a couple of my friends who are punk rock people and asked them, uh, they like them what, they yeah, do you know Bayside? Yeah. I mean, I know Bayside, you know, sure. okay. like I think a lot of people in the genre of that emo kind sure. of, you know, punk genre, emo metal, know who Bayside yes. is. Okay. Maybe I haven't listened to a lot of their stuff. Maybe know like devotion to desire yeah, that's and like the, that's the fan the base, you know what I'm saying? Like the fan songs. Um, quickly, I do want to say if I didn't have that, that idea in my head that I wanted to Go with some more underlooked songs. Yeah, I probably would have chosen Devotion Desire. That song, as well as the acoustic version of it from the first acoustic album, okay. are a masterpiece in my mind. Oh, cool! I honestly think I like the acoustic version better. Um, just it it is Bayside to a T, and the guitar solo, especially on the acoustic one, is insane. That's cool. It blows my mind. But yeah, please listen to that one if you if you. Sure. Want to just go to, but not not right now. But like, yeah, yeah. Anybody listening? Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to go next week? Give a, um, give a, give a teaser. Yeah. Or? I mean, I think we've said everything about Bayside. Yeah, I agree. Go listen to Bayside. Uh, we played some cool songs. Um, I think some. we kind of covered. We covered a good little yeah, chunk yeah, of. We didn't. We didn't do like, any album twice. Of the variety mm-hmm. that you can uh, yeah. that Bayside offers. I think we kind of yeah. did cover a little. Think we, obviously, we, we didn't do any hit, acoustic um, songs, but there's the one with six six six. I can't remember what that one is called. But oh yeah. That, like, that album we didn't hit, and I think the first one we didn't hit. Other than that, I think we got everything. Um, Besides the acoustic stuff and live. All the studio albums, I'm pretty sure. We need to do Killing Time. Well, yeah, I Killing Time's what I'm thinking of that we didn't hit mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. And did we hit Bayside? Yeah, no. Yeah, we didn't hit Bayside because that one had. That, that one, one has Devotion Desire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you hit that one with. Um, your that, was, uh, that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. 
So silent and condolences we missed. Okay. But yeah, dude, listen to Bayside. Uh, next week, um, well, I think my we're going to go back to a singer-songwriter. Okay. My, cho- my choice. Cool. We're going to do Ben Howard. Interesting. Yeah. I have maybe three songs I know off the top of my head by Ben Howard. Interesting. Um, I want to say he's got... Yeah, well, let's look him up while we're, while we're here. Ben Howard. A, a large enough... Um, this isn't going to be... This is, yeah, four. Okay, so there's four albums. Okay, um, I guess cool. two or three. I mean, two of them. One's the deluxe oh, version. Okay. You might have, like, I think there's going to be some extra songs in the deluxe, but I think it's just live stuff. Yeah, but listen um, cool. Yeah, I, I think listen to the deluxe album. Um, Starting in 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got nine years of music to listen to. Um, really cool. Kind of looking into the dude, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk about him. Yeah, but yeah, Ben Howard. So there we go. Next week, Sweet. Ben Howard. Thanks for, to it. thanks for listening. It's been Biscuits and Ruby. Yes. And we had a great time. We'll see you next week.